The Order of Light presents We Are the Disclosure with your host, Robert Earl White and Josh Myota, as we explore the extraterrestrial phenomena. Now is the time for those with experiences to speak. We are not waiting for the disclosure. We are the disclosure. Hello, everyone. I'm Robert Earl White. And I'm Josh Myota. This is our special guest, Vanessa. Together. We are the Disclosure. (laughs) How's it going, everyone? Hello, Vanessa. How are you? Glad you're here. Glad to have you. Welcome to the second episode of We Are the Disclosure, where we are allowing those with experiences of the extraterrestrial, paranormal, and many other subjects as well, to come on here and share their experiences. And with that being said, uh, Vanessa, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from and uh, your little bio and what you're doing on the TikTok and the YouTubes? Yeah, absolutely. So for one, I'm very honored you're having me on. <laughs> so thank you. Um, so I am a professional psychic medium. And I I run a a pretty big TikTok channel, not that big, but, you know, big enough, um, where I where I talk about my experiences, where I I read for clients. Um, I also have galactic spirit guides and I help people communicate with their star families and their galactic guides. And I also do starseed origins for people. So if you're ever curious, I coach people on my channel about how to figure it out yourself. And I'm happy to explain that if you guys are interested. Um, but I also I can also check your Akashic records and see tell you exactly where you're from as well. So that's that's amazing. And, um, <laughs> you know, that, cool. that's a big question to a lot of people. No doubt oh, about yeah. it. So I'm, I'm sure you're pretty active. So with that being said, along with all of those, you know, um, things that you're doing and you're obviously well connected and tapped in, um, when did you start to become aware of, you know, your abilities and your uh, capability to be able to pick up on these things? How did it all start for you? Okay. So when I was very little, I permanently thought when you relaxed, you saw auras around everyone. Like I remember going to kindergarten and I just relax and I'd see all the colors around my teacher. Cause I thought just whenever you relaxed, I thought everyone saw that. So I'd come home and tell my mom and she'd be like, you're crazy. Um, I also like talk to beings. I talk to spirits. I talk to my guides. Um, and I talk to spirits all the time. And one time my mom comes in the room. I was probably like, again, like five. And uh, she's like, who are you talking to? I was like, oh, it's my friend, Ghosty, is what I called her. And she's like, Ghosty isn't real. And I was like, yeah, she is. She moves stuff. Here, Ghosty, close the door. And my door slammed shut. And my mom- In front of your mom. In front front of of my mom. mom, And my mom screamed so loud and freaked out so much. And she's like, you're talking to demons. Never do that again. Stop. Like, don't. Like, don't talk to them. They're bad. And she scared me. She scared me so bad because she reacted so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried suppressing it after that. I tried not, not, you know, seeing spirits, talking to spirits. And I cut it out for a while until I was about 10, 11, when my spirit guides started kind of talking to me when I was relaxed. So like, if I had an interaction with someone, like say I wasn't very nice to my brother, when I was done not being nice to my brother and I'd be relaxing, my spirit guide would just be like, oh, you could have been a different way. You could have been more understanding. Like she'd like kind of coach me and be like, oh, you know, he's probably he's going through his struggles. He's hurt, like that sort of thing. So my spirit guide started trickling back in when I was like 10, 11. And then by the time I was 12, I ended up leaving our church we were in because I decided I was like, I don't think demons would be telling me like how to like be a better person all the time. So I don't think I'm wrong. I think maybe your organized religion is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then I would, would you call, for example, you know, um, these communications, many people, you know, they call it their inner voice. And mm-hmm. do you think a lot of people that possibly their inner voice could be much oh. more than that? Absolutely. I actually, I do a big thing. I'm teaching a psychic skills workshop next month. One of the biggest thing showing my clients is to differentiate between your thoughts and your guide's thoughts, because sometimes they sound 
in the same voice in your head between you and your higher self. And so I have like a bunch of exercises where you can kind of quiet that chatter mind. And when your mind is kind of blank through meditation or some people like to do like yoga, when your mind is kind of blank or you're relaxed and you aren't like thinking all your chatter mind, when it's kind of quiet, when something comes in, when you're absolutely not thinking that thought, that's usually your higher self. And that's how you can start to kind of distinguish there. And you also said this was always happening at relaxed states yes always relax. yes so please continue that's very of useful course. for the watchers and listeners thank you so the reason why your guides can mostly communicate with you when you're relaxed is because guides are a certain frequency so imagine this is day-to-day normal human frequencies about right here right and um some people are born with your everybody has a different frequency right we all have different bodies we all have different right. souls we all have a different frequency so say this is the line where this is kind of normal human interaction, and then this is more like the soul realm, it's all about vibrational bandwidth. So what you can do is some people who are born a little bit psychic, you're born naturally, just your natural tuning, you're kind of on this line. And so you just naturally kind of can, you're in that bandwidth a little bit where you can encounter the spirit world. Some people are born down here, and they just naturally don't have the genetics, don't, you know, don't have the predisposition where they're not naturally in that range, but anyone through meditation, you can use meditation to exactly change your mental frequency, your vibration. And anyone, 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 anyone can choose to find calm, relaxed states. Usually when you start getting into theta, especially, which is a brainwave state that we usually in when we're sleeping, or you can get into it through meditation. That's when you start surpassing this bandwidth and you start being able to pick up on the beings that are here instead of just here. Yes. Josh and I, we're in the lower bandwidth. We got to work really, really hard. We got to work. I don't... We're, we're, we're like a trout swimming up river, you know? Uh, and But you're giving people hope. You know, it don't matter yeah. what frequency you're at. There's always a way to raise your frequency and your vibrations. Absolutely. To get in tune with your higher self and also you know with spirit guys so continue with your uh, personal story and before we go do you have any questions pertaining josh to what she just said um yeah uh growing up with this was there was there much of a burden did your parents ever start to accept it yeah so my dad was all about it um i used to say stuff when i was That's very awesome. little yeah, yeah my dad my dad loved, he's like, ever since I, when I was little, he's like, you're a psychic. Like I used to tell him stuff that he's like, there's no way you could have known that when I was really little, I used to just like read stuff or I'd be like, there's a woman behind you. And I describe her and he's like, that's my grandmother. She's dead. <laughs> like, wow. so my dad and my dad wasn't very religious. My mom was very Christian. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it, but sometimes they have a thing against psychics. Um, but mm. my dad was all about it. He's like, you are so gifted. <laughs> I was like, thank you, dad. Um, But growing up, I guess the only thing that um, was kind of hard was people around me didn't see everything I saw. So especially when I was really little trying to explain, people were like, you're weird. (laughs) I'm seeing rainbows around. (laughs) Whoa, you stay away from me. But no, (laughs) you're seeing in a different spectrum. You're able to see the energy. You're, You're seeing through a higher vibrate, you know, vibration of frequency. And that's how you're picking up on these things and you didn't know it was any different. Wow. Now, and what's really strange is I have a lot of people that come forward with their stories and generally it's the father that is the one where it's like, it's all BS. It's not real. My question with that being is, did your father have some ability? I was going to ask the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, you you know, what's funny. I think I get my psychicness from my mom's side, to be honest. My brother, my little brother sees auras too. Um, my okay. mom is just as, my mom's pretty psychic. She doesn't like to admit it, but she's pretty psychic too. Um, but no, my dad, he's just, he's always, my dad's a Pleiadian starseed, by the way. Um, he's always just been like, yeah, I think aliens exist. Like he just, he just has always been like, yeah, I feel like the government's corrupt. Like he just kind of sees through it. He, he's free. 
yeah free spirit <laughs> free mind and he yeah. just rolls with it he just goes okay yep, yeah that's it that's awesome so um, um yeah continue with uh of course story of you know meeting yeah. these guides and the first Absolutely. big interaction you know so um i started uh I, I so when i was younger when i talk about hearing my guides it was usually when i was only very relaxed and it was more subtle it was more like it's it's like downloads like hints of what you should be doing words maybe in my head because i'm i'm a clairvoyant so this is all happening inside my head um but around so i i heard them i heard them when i was a kid and when i was like a teenager but i didn't hear them quite as well as i hear them now because I've done, I've done like, like 13 years of meditation and I hear them like very clearly, like conversationally now, like we can have full on conversations, but I had to work up to that. So just for everyone out there who's like, yeah, I, I get like, I get like dreams about stuff and I, I want to be more psychic. You can, if you work for it. Um, so my main spirit guide, I wanted to meet her because she talks to me all the time. And by, I, by college, I'd started meditating a lot. Um, I started kind of looking into the occult a little bit, protection stuff. And so I was like protecting myself um, at, at her behest. She was like, you need to have protection when you do this. She explained to me about a lot of stuff. After about a year of solidly meditating, like really hardcore and getting really into my spirituality, I was about 20, I want to say, this was like 12 years ago. Um, I sat on my bed one day and I was like, I want to meet you guys, like introduce yourselves. I want to meet you. I want to know what you look like. I want to know your names. Like I was getting so frustrated because I was like, you talk to me and I don't know who you are. I'd ask and like, they don't respond. So mm -hmm. anyway, I'm like, I'm mad one day. I'm like, I'm going to sit, I'm going to meditate. Y'all introduce yourselves or I'm going to be like, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. I'll meditate for three days. I don't care. <laughs> so anyway, I sit on my bed and I meditate. And I meditated and meditated for like 45 minutes, I want to say. And it, for everyone out there who meditates, that's a that's a long time to meditate. It's not like crazy, but like that is a lot of meditation. So it was about 45 minutes. And all of a sudden, it happened in a quick moment. All of a sudden, I wasn't on my bed anymore. I was in this bright, bright room. And before I could even think or comprehend that I was like, I'm in a new place this beautiful, beautiful blonde woman. She had blonde hair, same color as this actually, down to like here, blonde, straight hair. She's taller than me because I'm like 5'6". So she's obviously taller than me. I think she's like 5'11 or like six foot. Tall, it's for a woman, you, tall. For a woman, she's tall and she's beautiful. She had a long face. She'd, she had kind of big eyes, really pretty big eyes. And she's wearing this blue outfit, this light blue outfit. And she walks right up to me and goes, hi, I'm Raina. And then she's like, I'm your spirit guide telepathically. She was like downloading that to me. She's like, I'm your spirit guide. And I could just feel her warmth and her love. And like, it was so friendly, but I'm not going to lie, guys. What I, all of a sudden I was in this other room. It's bright. This woman rocks up to me and goes, hi, I'm Raina. And I freaked out. I freaked out so much. I jumped and I was like, what the hell was that? And all of a sudden I was back on my bed and I was like, what was that? <laughs> Um, you weren't you weren't relaxed and calm anymore and i wasn't relaxed you lost i freaked it. out and i was out i was back i was back on my bed and i was just like i was beside myself i was like why is my spirit guide a supermodel <laughs> like <laughs> why is my spirit guide this beautiful blonde woman um i just couldn't i couldn't wrap my head around it i talked to my roommates i was like guys my roommates my my i'm sorry my my spirit guide is a blonde woman <laughs> and she's beautiful and um, at the time, I'd actually never heard of Pleiadians. This was like 12 years ago. It wasn't like the hot topic or anything. Nope. Um, I'd, yep. never, I'd never seen them. I'd never heard of them. Um, so anyway, that's how I met uh, Raina, my Pleiadian spirit guide. <laughs> and, that's uh, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. It's honestly like I know so many people are like, I'm really glad that I met her and saw her before I even knew where, what Pleiadians were because it gave me so much confirmation. When I saw like artist depictions of Pleiadians and I was like, that's her. That's exactly her. It was such like a great confirmation for me. And I think my guides did that specifically. Like they didn't answer me directly. They wanted me to have this vision of her and know what she looks like to give me that like I have like 100% certainty that I have a Pleiadian spirit guide because I met her before I even knew what Pleiadians were, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, 
she was uh, setting me up to do this work I do now. So it was just really great uh, confirmation, I guess. And when, when you became afraid and you were cut from this, you know, uh-huh. you, you came back to everything and you were having this realization like, well, that's not normal. And this was no. the first time that you like uh, within a meditative state saw, you know, a guide in general before you you just heard it you know you just heard the chatter but you when chatter is chatter unless you know the name and the face behind it right there's there's no way to know who it is and if they're not telling you specifically so um after that happened Mm -hmm. you know you were afraid but were you able to reconnect how did you go about you know that experience did you take a break for a while and then kind of come to terms and get back to it well i uh i kind of calmed myself down after about like five minutes talking to my roommate um and i was like actually that was really cool that was awesome that's exactly what i asked for (laughs) so i kind of calmed myself down and like i felt because when you have telepathic communication with someone, you can't misunderstand them. It's not like earth words, which are limited, where I could say something and you could take it a certain way, right? When you have telepathic communication, she literally sent to me how she feels about me. And it was so warm. It was so loving that I was like, with telepathic communication, you know how someone feels. Like, you feel it in your soul. So I was like, okay, she's not harmful. She's my main spirit guide. So it wasn't even long after that that Raina chimed in. And since I'd met her for some reason, because we had that energy exchange, I recognized her energy immediately. So I know when it's Raina talking to me. You, you recognize the emotion. And that's beautiful. Yeah. I, that, that is an excellent way to describe telepathy. You can't yeah. hide with telepathy. You feel no. the emotion along with the message. It's not even necessarily words sometimes. It's a most emotional message and feeling and with words loosely associated with it just for comprehension purposes. But um, absolutely. That's uh, Uh, amazing. A funny thing I do with my students to teach them (laughs) telepathy is a lot of us say things that we don't like we say them, but we're not putting emotion behind it. And uh, we just, you could be saying something and thinking something totally different. So when I have my students practice telepathy, I'm like, think think about when you talk to your dog. So your dog makes you do telepathic communication with him. Because when you talk to your dog, if you're just like off or down or no, and you don't put the emotion behind it, the dog doesn't listen. So when you talk to your dog and you're like, I love you, you're actually sending that emotion to the dog because the dog only responds to that. So the dog trains you to use telepathic communication. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Josh, Interesting, have you, right? Have you ever thought about that? But she's spot on. <laughs> In a way. Um, can I ask a couple questions, Rob? Yeah, go of ahead. Course. Knock it out. Uh, so uh, do you just have one spirit guide or do you have many? Um, I have a few regular ones, but I notice everyone, you kind of have like at least one or two your whole life. And then certain guides come for different reasons at different points in your life when you kind of need them. That's what I notice. So I've worked with many guides, but I have three main ones. Has you ever spoke to one that you didn't feel like you could trust? No, no. um, No. So when you're, Everyone, when you're talking to your own guides, it's such a place of safety, your own soul family, your own guides. Um, I put up such protections, especially whenever I do meditations or I try to connect where I pull up my Merkaba light body, best, most protective light body you can use. Get yourself a little Merkaba, picture what it looks like, create it around you. <laughs> that is good. And then I do uh, just I, I extend my light from my body all the way through my whole room. So it's like my auras in my whole room. So nothing can enter my space that's not w- within allowable within my space. So I've actually never had a, a guide that I couldn't trust. Okay. But and, great and question, with, though. <laughs> and that with being a, you said you, that you were a median, do you also see like ghosts? Um, I do in my mental screen. I see spirits. I also see people's galactic guides. Um, I see it all in my mental screen inside my head. Like uh, if anyone's kind of wondering what that's like, if I asked you right now to picture a red apple in your head, you can, right? And now picture it's a green apple 
And now picture it spinning, right? That is the mental screen. I also do remote viewing. So that's the remote viewing screen. I do most of my work. I feel like I'm a psychic medium, but I remote view um, people's galactic past lives, earth past lives. Um, so that's, that's the screen I use. Yes. I under, awesome. Josh knows I've used that example a lot. When I tell people you want to remember, you know, uh, close your eyes, think of your favorite park as a kid, you know, imagine that park. It's the same way when people say they have visions and memories come back yeah. to them. It's the same, uh, filters. I like that you call it a screen because it, it's not really there. It is a screen. It's a, it's a mental screen. It's a beautiful totally. way of um, describing it. Josh, do you have any more questions? Um, uh, could you, for like our older audience, just explain Starseed a little bit? Cause yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so I'll give an example. So my spirit guide, Reyna, is from a planet called Era in the uh, Pleiades star system from the star Tigeta. So it's a planet um, that she's told me we're from for a very long time. And so she told me that my soul um, actually originated in uh, Lyra. <laughs> um, and then I moved to and lived most of my lives in the Pleiades before coming to this earth body. So a star seed is actually, some of us were walking around on this planet some of our souls started out from, from Gaia, from Earth's soul matrix, from Earth's energy kind of spawned our creation. But some of us, our souls come from other planets in the solar system, and we decided to travel here and kind of imbibe these uh, Earth bodies. Now, how, <laughs> do those, how do those, you know, star souls, we'll call them star souls, just sure. for everyone, you know, how, how, do they, how do they get here from these other places so um I, I'll, I'll just give an example from my work <clears throat> so i've seen many star seeds and i've seen many of their past lives and to be perfectly honest uh maybe a little bit more than half of the star seeds i pull up have a lot of earth lives so that means that they actually came down during like lumeria atlantean times some of them came down in the start of like india some of them came down in like ancient sumeria um, and oftentimes a lot of them came down with, uh, with their people. So say like Andromedans came down to Lemuria or, you know, Atlantis or the Alpha Centaurians. Um, and they stayed and kind of made little camps on earth and kind of made societies for a, a time. And, um, I think there's something about Earth's soul matrix where, or something about, there was this thing, this thing around earth where if you pass away here, you stay here. So a lot of these people, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. I, it might not be, but that oh, makes sense. It, I think dense, so. It's, it's density. Earth is I a low so. density. And in a higher density planet, it's easier to kind of float your vibrational state. The same thing you're describing. Yeah. The way you communicate with your spirit guides is being calm and raising your vibration. Well, yeah. When you're in a low vibration state, it stops you from doing that. And that's probably why it's so hard. Totally. And that's why not everyone's running around saying, I'm seeing ghosts and I'm seeing spirit guys, because this is a low density planet. And that that's very possible. You get stuck here. And the only way to get out, you have to work really hard, like you said, really, really hard. At raising your consciousness and your density, your your frequency, love, 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 you know, Absolutely. And, and even then there's no promises. It, it's a very hard to do. Uh, so that's amazing. Yeah. But um, I would say probably about a third of the clients I pull up are here on the Envoy program, which mm -hmm. consists of um, about about 400 years in the future things were getting kind of hairy for a lot of the galaxy with certain beings attacking and invading. I don't know if we can say that here. Draconian. <laughs> Re reptilians <laughs> like Rico. The Orion Greys and the reptilians had started kind of expanding too much and infiltrating so many different societies that I believe the Andromedan Council was like, okay, how can we go back in time? Because they have time travel, essentially. How can we go back in time and prevent this? And it all kind of stems from when they ended up taking over Earth. 
um, because uh, Earth humans were made of 22 different alien races plus primates. Um, we're actually extremely powerful. We can, we, we, there's facets of us on every single uh, dimension. We have dimensional consciousness that can actually raise up where mediums, we could project ourselves into seventh density mentally if we really wanted to, you know, and a lot of beings can't do that. So we're very powerful. So anyway, uh, I know I've, maybe I'm getting too much into the details of this. No, <laughs> no that's, awesome. but... <laughs> that's what we want. Uh, we want details. But, yeah. Okay. So because we're very powerful, we've been very suppressed by the, the evil extraterrestrials who infiltrated our planet, the Orion Greys and the uh, Saqqara Reptilians from Draco. Um, they're gone now, but <laughs> that's a different story. Um, but for a long time, they were really suppressing us and trying to keep us down so we didn't recognize our own power. So anyway... What ended up happening is the Andromedan Council realized that if they went back in time and started with Earth and kind of saved Earth from this happening about 400 years in the past from where they're at, um, they could stop this. So they sent out a call to all of the benevolent ETs, everyone involved with the Galactic Federation pretty much is a benevolent ET. Um, and they were like, would you guys volunteer to leave your bodies and be born in an earth body and be there to hold a frequency and help raise the vibration of the planet and other missions. Like, would you be there to like awaken the earth humans and help, you know, raise frequency and raise consciousness. So a lot of beings decided to leave their bodies in stasis, or if they were between lives, some did come because they were between lives and they were just like, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll come down and I'll be born here. Um, but their light bodies were escorted to an earth body that was prepared for a starseed soul because when you have a starseed soul, it's actually a much higher vibrational soul to make it compatible with an earth body. Every single starseed on this planet has had upgrades done to their body. They're a little teeny bit more genetically alien than everyone else, but not by a lot, but you need, you need that or they wouldn't, the, it wouldn't be able to hold the soul. So it's amazing. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Josh, any questions? I have some, but go for it, bud. <laughs> okay. So now with these star seeds and um, a big shout out, a lot of the things that you're saying right now, I'm sure you're familiar with Dolores Cannon, correct? I am. I am. And she, in my opinion, is pretty spot on about this subject. And I know she goes into a lot of these things. So with this understanding, and you just went through the galactic history uh, behind this term envoy, you know, where they put out a call to all, uh, you know, souls that were brave enough to volunteer to come here to help raise this planet's consciousness and vibration. And um, mm -hmm. with, with that being said, you know, you said that there are a lot of them here, correct? A, a lot. lot. Of them. How a many, lot. Uh, I guess. How many stars <laughs> see? So, you know, we have I 8 keep... billion people on this planet. So, right. I honestly think it's got to be at least, I honestly think it's at least a billion. <laughs> I was. Do you know, do you know why? That. Do you know why I think that? It's because a uh, hundred years ago, Earth's population was 1 billion. 1 billion. And in 100 years, we jumped to 8 billion. How many of those souls do you think are Earth souls? And how many of those souls do you think are beings that decided to jump on Earth and help? That's a big Ex increase. Exactly. If you go back to the beginning of our grandfathers, say Josh and I are like 10 generation ago grandfathers, there was less people here. X yeah. amount. So basically, they're uh, star seeds that are reproducing. Now, when a star seed reproduces and creates a child, is that child also a star seed, or does that open up a door for another one to come in? I don't that, know. So that is such a great <clears throat> question. What I notice, okay, so this is maybe just my own opinion. If I'm wrong, <laughs> you know, maybe I am, but. I think that I've so there's this thing about genetics and starseeds. So a lot of people joke that, oh, Pleiadian starseeds are all blonde with blue eyes. 
why is that? Or I've noticed a lot of Pleiadian starseeds are also Native American as well. I've met all kinds of Pleiadian starseeds. I've met African-American people who are like, you're a Pleiadian starseed. But I've always wondered why. So one day I was talking to Raina and she was explaining to me about the genetics. Certain areas of Earth populations have higher amounts of Pleiadian DNA naturally than other parts like Scandinavia. If you look at Scandinavians, they look the most like the, uh, Ple like the Pleiadians um, because they have a lot of their DNA. And so a lot of Pleiadian starseeds happen to have a lot of Scandinavian DNA. And I think that they specifically, when this Envoy program happens, they pick bodies that already have pretty compatible, lots of Lyran DNA. And so, and then they add to it, of course, but I think that oftentimes starseed people do give birth to starseed kids because they have the certain genetics that are, allow for it. And also we all have soul families. Like we all travel through many lives with this big group of soul families. We all kind of shift roles. Like sometimes they're your mother, your brother, your father. So if you came with your starseed family to earth on the envoy program, it's very common that you, you came here with your family. They agreed to come and do this with you. So yeah, I hope that answers that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. I, I have no idea how, how it works, but I do know that DNA and genetics are extremely powerful and yeah. along with that comes a lot of other things so it lines up josh you have any questions yeah i have a tougher question so sure. you're saying the galactic federation and the palladians have star seeds now does the other side have star seeds the orion empire and the reptilians uh yes they do oh. actually i have pulled up many 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 clients surprisingly many clients who have uh, Sakaar reptilian past lives and evil gray past lives. A lot of Orion starseeds are here, actually. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they, they are. Great question, though. No one's ever asked me that, so thank you. And it, it's, it, it's a great, great point, you know? Yeah. And there, there are, definitely. And when you were saying at the beginning, uh, a good way to look at Earth, and you're, you're out on the West Coast, it was mm -hmm. the gold rush. You had people from all around the world going out to, you know, the West and, uh, you know, the Midwest to mine for gold and stuff. And they were just setting up shop, making their little towns, getting their gold. This was a gold rush. It was a genetic, a genetic gold rush. Totally. And you had tons of different beings coming here. And we were actually in part one, episode one, talking to Elena. You know, she brought up, we, we asked her, why are these beings doing these hybrid programs and things like this, you know? And that's how they take control and infiltrate planets. They use it. Uh, yeah. Whoever has the most is who is in, you know, control. And if you put your uh, genetics or your star seeds in places of power, when other uh, star seas and beings try to say, well, you're not the only one with a being on there. They say, well, look who's running everything. And right. it's kind of like this genetic gold rush. So very interesting. So Vanessa, now you have a lot of spirit guides and, mm -hmm. you know, these beings that are from another galaxy and within this galaxy as well. Um, have you ever had ancestors come through? Have any of your spirit guides been ancestors or loved ones that have passed away? Yeah, it's a great question, actually. So um, I not only have my experience, but I talk to hundreds of clients every year. <laughs> so um, oftentimes you can have all different kinds of beings around you. I'd call your ancestors their Earth soul family, but you also have galactic soul family. Um, but yeah, ancestors do come through. Not as often as you would think, actually. I don't know why. Um, but usually uh, closely related family members come through. Actually, it's really funny. Sometimes like great grandparents you've never met come through, mm -hmm. which I always find really interesting. They're like, I don't know my grandma. I was like, is she like four feet tall and like looks like this? And she's like, yeah, but I've never met her. And I was like, she's still concerned about you. She's still around you. She's still protecting you. Um, but yeah, there's all different kinds of spirit guides. Um, typically with the average 
person I pull up from my spiritual TikTok channel on, you know, I get a lot of star seeds, honestly. But um, typically, most people have um, past loved ones around them. Most people have like a teacher guide, which is, um, it doesn't have to be an extraterrestrial necessarily um, person. There is a school we go to between lives. It's like a, it's like a spirit school. And we oftentimes have mentors and teachers from those lives. And those are usually at least one of your main guides, if that makes sense. Okay. Almost like a, that takes me back to Egyptian mythology. Really? And, you know, when you, um, when you die, you would go through these series of events. And it seems like something else would also go on after those lessons you know, and it, it's a little different from what you're talking about, but they still talk about the lessons that you go through in, you know, in the afterlife. So this, this idea of teaching or learning lessons uh, in the meantime, until you uh, reincarnate again, wherever, you know, whoever yeah. you come or whatever you come back as, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, that's a big uh, connection there with, you know, the, the learning the lessons, these teachers that you're talking about and the same totally. guides, you're saying the same guides that will be with you in that, in that moment in the afterlife are generally the ones that are also with you while you're in your modern vessel, correct? Totally. And um, okay. another thing, people also have earth elementals as guides sometimes, and people call earth elementals the fae, I guess. Mm -hmm. But really, they're, they're fourth dimensional beings, and they're a little bit more energy than they are physical. Um, so people also have those as guides as well, which yeah. I always find really interesting. <laughs> it's almost like if something gives off energy and frequency, it can be your guide, you know, essentially. Yeah regardless and, uh, of you know what it is yeah and also there's angels as well um but the the guides that i'm the most excited to talk to with my clients are galactic guides um i feel like i have a very galactic frequency so it's very easy for me to tune into people's galactic guides and so say i'm talking to you you're, you're a client of mine and you want to know your starseed origin the reason i can tell you is because no matter what your body looks like you come from that soul matrix so your soul has this frequency that i can recognize um the pleiadians have a very similar vibration because they're lyran descended so mm -hmm. the syrians is, is kind of similar to the andromedans is a little similar but not as similar as the pleiadians the pleiadians the lyran frequency is very similar um, and they share the same genetics the exactly people from lyra they colonized all throughout the universe and you know yes. they're essentially but, all the same people but upgraded a little bit yeah but the majority of the the syrians i pull up they have a little bit more gray genetics so their vibrations mm -hmm. a little different um but that's how i can uh, so i can check and i can ask my guides where you started out they'll tell me but i can just even just talking to someone i can feel your vibration i know your soul your 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 soul matrix you come from that's awesome but, you know, it goes back to what you were saying. Some people are at a higher frequency to be more in tune with their cosmic ancestors. And some of us are in that more earthly soul uh, reputation. And we're just, you know, stuck, you know, communicating with our ancestors. It's very interesting. How does someone know if they are a star seed? or their soul is a, you know, earthly uh, soul, but it has a cosmic connection. How does one find that out for themselves? Sure. So I always suggest anyone has the ability to find and connect to your soul family. I would take a list of the 12 most popular starseeds <laughs> origins, write it out. And I want you to, obviously, it helps to have like a meditation practice, get find a meditation practice you like, get get into it, you know, practice when you can. Take that list of all 12, get into a meditative state, usually takes about 15 minutes, where you're very relaxed. And then I want you to go one by one. And just say, all right, am I this starseed origin, and just pick one. 
and then go into meditation and just see how your body feels. Because even when your mind is doing something, your emotions kind of never lie. Like, especially if you're remembering past lives or connecting with your soul family, you'll feel it in your body. You will feel the emotions before your mind processes it, you know? So say you're going down the list and you find Pleiadian and something in your soul is just like, yes, like you feel it, you feel strongly. You can usually, you know, you go through the whole list and see how it feels with every single one. You can usually kind of pinpoint exactly where you're from because you can feel what resonates and what doesn't. So it's it's resonating what what you connect with. Yes. You know, if you see something, you're like, I I hate the way that thing looks. That one don't sound appealing to me. I I want to want to touch that whatever that is with a ten foot pole. More than likely, yeah. it's not you. You know, uh, it's whatever you resonate with for the most part. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. And you'll feel you'll feel like uh, you'll feel it in your soul. The only way I can describe it, like you'll you'll find your family. Like if it's your starseed family, you'll be like like you'll feel it like a like a feeling in your chest is the only way I can describe it. It will just it, it will just click. Yeah. Clicks. Or at least Josh, it does for any, me. Yeah. Josh, any questions about, you know, uh, how to know if you're a starseed? Um, what do you do if you have a one of the. Say you are a reptilian starseed, or what? What? What do you do? Do you seek help? <laughs> Just say, um, so what I've good noticed. Question. That's a great question. So what I've noticed is I've found people that have reptilian past lives that they're like shorter reptilians on a very like peaceful planet, which is kind of oh, interesting. Okay. So not all reptilian starseeds are bad, but something I do notice uh, about especially people with Sakaar reptilian past lives is they really struggle with selfishness in this life. Mm -hmm. And every life is kind of a new life. That's kind of a good thing about third density is you don't remember your past lives. So you kind of get to start new and it helps with that evolution. So you can shoot, make a different choice this time because you don't remember your last choice. So um, I do talk to some Sakaar star seeds and oftentimes they just struggle with service to self versus empathy with others is a big theme I see. But a lot of them are like, I'm trying to overcome it. I want to be a better person. I want to be more there for people. But a lot of them really have a hard time because their soul matrix they come from, it's not a Lyran soul matrix. Like, oh, so, so actually I didn't mention earlier, but you're a Lyran soul matrix as well. <laughs> just okay. like Robert and me. Um, but we have a different soul vibration. And so reptilians have a different soul vibration. They have a different ethics. They have different morals. So, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I hope I answered it. And, and it, it always goes to show that regardless of where you come from, exactly what you are, what it's soul always choice, matrix, you know, exactly always choice. And, you know, sometimes I question that about myself, especially when my mom was in the hybrid program with the Killy Toe Court, which are Mercis, you know, part of the Orion Empire, messing with my mom's genetics and creating babies. It kind of makes one wonder, you know, like it don't matter where you come from Doesn't or how matter. you got here. You have a lot of different things within you. Generally, it's not just one. And you can be whoever you want to be. And if you are related to Draconian reptilians, it's time to rebel, stand up against them, <laughs> and evolve for your entire species. So that absolutely, that's a, that, or at that's very least, key. or at very least, just become a junkie like Rico and just dive into Drano. Yeah, Drano all day. At least uh, you know, and because uh, you know they they are very self-seeking beings, and um, I yes. can definitely see how that struggle would come out there. Um, that's really interesting. And for example, what are some emotional signs for star seeds? What are some emotional signs that a star seed would have versus, you know, people that may not be star seeds or unaware? What are some emotional signs and things you go through if you're a star seed and you're unaware of it? Absolutely. So oftentimes star seeds kind of 
feel like a lot of them, I talked to so many people, they tell their, their mom when they're kids, like, this isn't where I live. This isn't my home. You're not my family. Like you can have things like that. You can feel like maybe you're just different and you don't quite understand societal norms. Um, but the biggest thing I noticed with starseeds is they're very kind of mentally progressive and a little bit more leaning towards compassionate understanding. And I think that's because, because there's so many different kinds of starseeds, but this is like one thing across the board I notice. Oftentimes, because they come from a society like, say, Era and the Pleiades, where I come from, we come from this beautiful society where everyone just helps each other. There's no money. There's no everything. And we've understood this level of love and cooperation. So we come to Earth, even though it, we're, we don't remember our memories, we're kind of inclined to be like, oh, why don't we all just help each other, you know, because we've mm -hmm. already lived in that fifth density, sixth density consciousness. So we come here, we're still that soul. We're like, I feel like there's better ways to do this. So <laughs> one thing about starseeds is you, you want to help others and you just have a compassion and you're like, why don't we all just help work together? You know, you, you hate competitive mm -hmm. sports. I've heard that employees, <laughs> they do not have, they don't, sports. they have, they games, don't, they have games, yeah. but they don't have competitive sports am i right on that no you're 100 correct um that makes sense that makes sense so something so if i you don't hate sports you may be a star seed <laughs> true um but it's just generally they're very more compassionate people i notice a lot of people with blue auras um are star seeds mm -hmm. just in my own experience blue green indico auras are star seeds i think that indicates a little bit more soul wisdom and compassion as well um, I want to also talk about earth seeds because people don't really talk about them, but I've pulled up a lot of clients who are earth seeds and something I notice about an earth seed, it means that you come from Gaia's soul matrix. You've only ever lived on earth as a soul. What I notice about the earth seeds, which I find really interesting is that they're very, the good thing about them is they're very able to connect to earth energy and ground a lot more than star seeds. A lot of us star seeds get anxiety. We get fidgety. We get like, we can't fall asleep at night because we're you're away we're from home. Well, yeah, but also when you're a star seed, you're a little bit more connected to cosmic energy. So you have galactic mm -hmm. guides talking to you, whether you realize it or not, you're facilitating more cosmic energy in your body. So all star seeds, we need to ground to the earth a lot just to feel normal. Um, earth seeds do that naturally, much more easier than us. Um, they're very, uh, the earth seeds, they're very about like what's in front of them, family values, company, a good time. They're very good at living in the moment and not in their head as much, which I, I really enjoy about the earth seeds. But one thing that's not really a negative is just how they are is earth seeds are a little bit slower to change. They're younger souls than star seeds. Every star seed out there, Earth's only been, um, you know, having Earth beings on it for like, what, like a hundred thousand years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so their souls are just younger. And so they're not really into progressive change as much. They kind of like tradition. They like values. They like family. They like seeing what's tangibly in front of them. So a lot of Earth seeds don't really like to think about metaphysical, philosophical, philosophical, bigger picture stuff, because they're younger souls. And they're like, this is good. We like this. Let's not change this. Mm -hmm. um, but star seeds, because we're much older souls, just we've had more lives off planet. Um, Lyra was around millions of years ago. So if you're from Lyra, your soul is millions of years old. We've just gotten to a point where we've, uh, we have gotten a little more used to change. We're a little bit more used to new ideas, that sort of thing. Makes sense. Josh, you got anything? Yeah. Um, a lot of people talk about animal spirit guides. Do you deal with that at all? Um, yes, I do. But usually if it's coming to me as an actual, like it's appearing to me as an animal, that being has a higher consciousness than animal consciousness. So it's not like, so I'll give, I'll tell you this. If say you have like a dog spirit guide that comes to you in your head, that even if they appear as a dog or a crow or a raven, they're a higher consciousness because animal consciousness is a little bit below ours. It's more of a kind of a group consciousness, to be honest. Um, so human like dog consciousness, real dog consciousness and human consciousness is a little bit different. So usually I notice that your guides are usually a consciousness that's human or higher. 
Um, so they can just appear that way. But this is just, I, I'm, this is only going off, I've never read this, this is only going off my own personal experience as a medium. Um, but if you do have a dog that's passed away, um, dog spirits can visit. So I'll be like, there that's is cool. a, <laughs> yeah. So they'll be like, I'll be like, oh, so there's this like white and black dog that I see at the foot of your bed that they're showing me pictures. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's my dog that passed away like 10 years ago. And I was like, do you always hang out at the end of your bed? And they'll be like, yeah, he did. That's exactly where he slept. Exactly. And I, so if that makes sense. So not not guys, but definitely ghosts. And Ghost if you do spirit. see an animal uh, guy, it's some sort of higher being taking that's the presenting form of an it. Yes. animal. Yes, absolutely. It, it, that's my opinion. <laughs> I don't know what other people say about that. Well, going to the extraterrestrial phenomenon, <clears throat> you know, a lot of these screened memories, people are encountering animals. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're yeah. seeing animals and they have hypnosis and they realize these are actual beings that were portraying themselves through telepathy or whatever, screen memories to, you know, see animals. So if the bad ones are doing it for, you know, certain reasons, I guarantee, you know, positive ones are doing it. So, you know, especially if it's a positive uh, spirit guide or extraterrestrial that may look a little strange, but good heart, yeah. they may take the form of uh, your absolutely. favorite animal. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> um, so speaking about screening, screened memories or maybe past lives, I, I kind of want to explain to the audience how maybe you can work past screened memories and past lives because I help clients with this. Mm-hmm. So awesome. one thing I want to explain about memory is when you remember something, you usually remember the emotions of it. So think of like all the memories in your childhood that really stand out. It's because you were feeling something very strongly. It's not like you remember tying your shoes necessarily, but you remember like if your grandma died. Um, so if you want to start remembering, if you think maybe you have blocked memories or you just want to remember past lives every day, get in the habit of telling yourself, I remember my past lives or I remember any memories that have been screened. Now is the time I'm ready guides. I'm ready. I want to remember them. I remember them. And if you just every day when you're in the shower, just as part of your routine, be like, I am remembering all my past lives and I'm remembering any screened memories. Um, and what's interesting, if I can talk about a personal experience I had is I had a memory come through of I, when I left the Pleiades, I had an adult son. Um, and, uh, every time I thought about him, so that memory came through to me and I started bawling my eyes out because I was like, even before my head processed it, my heart felt it. So oftentimes when these memories come back, even before you're mentally thinking about it, the emotions hit you first so strongly. Um, and I remembered him and, uh, Every time I thought about him for a month, I'd start bawling my eyes out like uncontrollably. And I don't really cry about a lot of stuff. Even talking about him right now is kind of making me like feel and, some things. Uh, real quick, just Ooh. to understand. So your your son, was this, uh, say, uh, going back to the starseed idea of, yeah. you know, this, you volunteered to come here. Was this yes. your son that you had before you volunteered? Yes. So when I left the Pleiades for the Envoy program, I was a middle-aged Pleiadian woman. <laughs> I think okay. I, so I asked my guides, I think I was about 370. And oh. I, yeah. That's um, old. I know. <laughs> um, and uh, I chose to come to the Envoy program, put my body in stasis to be born here. But I left um, an adult son of mine who has, uh, I think he has kids, actually. I think he's got two little girls. Um, but probably, what's funny is that... He's probably wow. 300 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. But, um, but uh, it's funny. I don't know if telepathic communication does not go that far, but mm -hmm. I can't telepathically talk to him. I don't know if maybe in the Envoy program they kind of cut you off from your home family um, because it'd be too hard, because I could totally get that. Sometimes your guides don't let you remember stuff like past life memories. If they're harmful to you, I see that in my work all the time when they ask about something and the guides are like, I can't talk to her about that. So, um, but yeah, it can, it can do more damage and it can distract yes. you from the whole reason you came here to begin with. If you're totally. here missing that, 
you're not going to focus on the mission of raising this planet, you know, and you're going to just want to go back and you're going to get all upset and hate it here and fail your mission, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's funny though, about when I found out I was like a middle-aged Pleiadian woman when I came here, um, I hated being a kid. I was so not into it. <laughs> didn't like the kiddie stuff. Didn't like kids' movies. We'd go to the library when I was in elementary school, and I'd be, I'd, I'd check out like scientific textbooks to be like, "This is interesting." <laughs> I was such a weird kid. I didn't like. <laughs> I was like, I was already like an old woman when I was a child. I was like, I'm not into this. <laughs> wow. And Josh, do you have any questions, Bob? Uh, yeah. To bring it back to the paranormal side at all, did you yeah. ever help anybody cross over? Um, let's see. I have not had that experience yet. Actually, I've talked to people about how to cross over someone in their house. Cause I think, especially if there's a being in your house, it's more important coming from you. Um, so I've talked, I've talked clients through how to do that. And if I can just tell you guys real quick, if you want to cross someone over, we all have this ability to create this like vortex at any time in fact if you wanted to like unalive yourself you and you could do this astrally you create this vortex and jump in it and and unalive yourself if you want don't do it don't do it but we have this access you can imagine yeah you could technically um i think honestly i think that's how higher dimensional beings like my arcturian guides i think when they want to cross over and leave the body i think that's they explain to me that's what they do they do a little portal and they go through it and they leave their body, if that makes sense. So you can imagine creating a little portal in the floor and, and tell, like, speak out, speak out what you're trying to create. Cause you know, words are powerful. Be like, I'm creating this vortex for you to go to the other side, to meet with your, your, your family, to meet with your guides. Um, and then tell them like, it's okay to let go. It's okay to be safe. Like, it's it's okay. You don't need to be here anymore. I have this portal for you. Cause some of those spirits are confused. They don't know where they are. So if you yeah, explain, I, like, you're, you're dead, you need to go to the other side, it's where you need to go, and you make this portal for them telepathically, it helps, and then they go. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, any final words or uh, thoughts, you know, for those, you know, who are just starting to learn that they're star seeds and what they need to be focusing on and, you know any sort of you know how it feels to be in tune with these things and etc you know positive message for everyone out there and then followed by uh, ways for our listeners to get a hold of you okay yeah so first off for everyone out there on this journey you are not alone um i have you know thirty-three thousand people who follow me and i talk about my starseed experiences all the time you're not alone there's many of us here and even though this is a hard dense plane we're here to kind of hold the light bring the light and just show a different way of being so um we're all here for a reason and again you're not alone reach out to your community like Um, I know spiritual TikTok has a million awesome people that I follow that really just kind of make me feel like, yes, other people deal with this. This is wonderful. Um, I'd also like to say every single one of you out there has uh, your own personal guides that you can connect with. And if you're a starseed, you have galactic guides. And to be honest, I think every single person does have galactic guides. And I'll tell you why. Because time doesn't matter. I can actually see past lives for clients. I can see future lives for clients. And you I can actually pull soul family from any one of those lives, right? Earth isn't going to be around forever. So eventually, every single being on this earth right now is going to go to another planet eventually when Earth is an inhabitable in like maybe a million years. And you're going to have future lives with starseed family. So potentially, every single person out there has galactic guides. And if you want to connect with them, I just want to mention, please do not go out and just ask to connect with anything. That's not safe. Uh, I would never do that. Um, If you want, uh, it's just, it's not safe to just, there's so many malevolent beings out there. Do not do that. But you have the power to sit in meditation, put protections around you, at least a white light barrier, maybe your Merkaba light body. Um, Ask your guides, call on your guides, call on the angels if you want. 
you have the ability to be like, I am here to connect with my star family, my own personal star family that's coming, you know, loves me, cares about me and try to connect. Um, and all of us can do it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And then uh, last, uh, if you guys do want to get a hold of me, if you ever want to do a psychic medium session or have me do your starseed origins or go to past lives, um, I have a website. It's a Calendly. I'll probably have, just have you put the link if you don't mind. Um, yeah, it'll I, be in the mm -hmm. description. Mm -hmm. I'm also on YouTube now. I just started it a little while ago. I'm Vanessa Crystal Consciousness. And then on TikTok, I'm Crystal underscore Consciousness. So you guys want to reach me there um i try to respond to all my comments if you have any questions feel free to bring them on my way <laughs> yes that's awesome everyone get over there in the description go down there you'll see all of vanessa's contacts information tiktok youtube also you will see josh's information as well and you will also find my information so if you want to get a hold of anyone that's on the screen right now you go into that description. Actually, read it. I put a lot of good stuff in the description. <laughs> so everyone actually look at it and go check out her TikTok. It's popping. Uh, Thanks. Thank you. Um, uh, of uh, course. Oh, I just wanted to have one final message I've gotten from the Pleiadians, my Pleading Guide this year, for this next year upcoming. Um, I just did a TikTok on it, but... Um, she had me pull some cards and she explained to me what she meant. Um, she said, so the Pleiadian message for this next year is that we all need to come together. I pulled the harmony card. We all need to be working collaboratively with each other. And the biggest thing my Pleiadian guide talks to me about day in, day out for my whole life is my vibration. <laughs> she does not shut up about my vibration. She, and so she explained to me that if you want to hold a high vibration, you need to be coming from a loving, compassionate place always. And even you can actually, you can get upset, you can get frustrated, you can get mad. But as soon as you feel those emotions, because it's good to feel the emotions, taking it back to, okay, this person hurt me. Are they hurt? Like, how can I always bringing your, your focus back to a compassionate, understanding place that raises your vibration more than anything else in the whole world. <laughs> um, so for the next year, the Pleiadians want to say that, we need to come together as a society and really try to work with each other. We're creating a new society right now and we can only do it by really not, not seeing all our differences, but really seeing our similarities and trying to work together. So. Absolutely. Beautiful message. <laughs> Josh, any final words on that? He wrote down a bunch of questions. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I know. Josh, sorry. We're, we're, we're just talking over you. Well, let Josh sorry. do one more uh, question. And that's a beautiful message, of Vanessa. Absolutely. We need to stop letting differences separate us. We all got to come together for a greater common good so we can totally. raise this planet's uh, you know, vibrational state. That way our soul matrixes don't get stuck here over and over. And we can go back to our homes where we originally came from to begin with. So totally. beautiful message. And Josh, you found your question. Uh, yeah. I Do you have any idea what Palladian ships look like? Um, I think they're round. So I've uh, I've never actually seen one in the wild, I guess. Um, I've seen Elena Danan's pictures, but I have been mentally projected inside of Pleiadian ships because they pull me out astrally sometimes, and they're big and they're round. Mm -hmm. um, some of them wild. are smaller that I've been in, but they're everything's very like round shape. There's there's no corners. Um, another thing too, I have a past life memory on Era. And I'm walking through my big garden to my house, which is kind of very small. I just not like a mansion or anything. It's like a shack, but it's not square. It's like, it's like earth shaped. It's like rounded. And I think it's like a light cream color. It was nighttime. Um, but yeah, they don't do like corners in any of their architecture. It's honestly really awesome that you say this. And this is something that comes <laughs> into play with my job actually yeah. with welding is that it is really hard for um, traveling with planes and stuff with corners. Uh, they originally used to put square windows in planes and it caused them to crash. 
and it took them wow. like 20 years to figure it out so when you go on a plane and you see it's round it's because it's it holds the welds better that's uh, awesome it, it's 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 structurally more sound, sound. yeah but, but it it's sense. harder to do yes true so interesting wow that, that I'm, I'm glad I let you ask that question. Josh. Right. That's Josh, awesome. we're, we need more questions from you next time. <laughs> welder guy. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Vanessa and yeah, everyone you. out there. Um, make sure you go to the description, check out the links available. Make sure you check her TikTok out. It's awesome. She's putting up tons of stuff constantly all the time different messages readings and valuable information and uh vanessa and i we did an interview a long time ago on tiktok we've been friends for it feels like about a year at least probably you know? yeah yeah around there and um i really appreciate having you on and josh my good friend uh i'm glad you got the meet vanessa and got to hang out yeah. ask her a couple <laughs> questions and um yeah episode two uh we did it so i'll see everyone next time and remember we are the disclosure if you have experiences or if you have questions about what vanessa is saying or you have a something that relates and you understand what's going on please reach out. We want you to share your experiences. You can find an email for Josh and I in the description. If you have an experience or you have a story or a message, please contact one of, one of us and we would love to help you get your story out there. That's what we're doing. So we are the disclosure, everyone, and I'll see yeah. you next time. Peace. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>